Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. is to add subsection D9, which would provide the option for a building height bonus above the limit otherwise established by a zoning district, and so long as the total of the building does not exceed 150 feet. This bonus would be in exchange for the construction of affordable housing or as an incentive to achieve superior building and site design, to preserve environmentally sensitive land and open space, or to provide a public uh, benefit use. This is uh, Greg Harding. He's Assistant Director of Planning and Zoning for the City of Pensacola talking about the uh, first reading, which I mentioned this before, that this this uh, City Council meeting that took place right before I went on vacation. Um, a lot of stuff in this meeting. Surprising which things got discussion and which things did not. The building height proposal, which to my read was actually very small in the grand scheme of issues, got an enormous amount of conversation among the city council members and one member of the public, Brian Spencer, former city council member and, uh, you know, uh, local architect and uh, developer and, you know, just, you know, he was interested in this stuff and apparently nobody else was. Um, not that nobody, just nobody probably understood. But to my way of thinking, I thought this was a very minor change proposed. I support the change. It made sense to me. But I was surprised at how much conversation this got when these other things that I expected to be like, oh, my God, here we go. Here's the big... Fizzle. Um, nothing happened. So in this conversation, what they're talking about is creating an easier opportunity for developers to build up to 150 feet based on various things that they might do, like, as he mentioned, provide affordable housing in the design or like have, um, you know, public benefit uh, or use of the property somehow or other or have what they call superior design in it. And he gives a little more detail on that by reading the ordinance. A uh, bonus for superior design, preservation of land, or public benefits are based on clear and convincing evidence that the proposed design will result in a superior product that is compatible with the surrounding land use and that a more desirable product be provided than the same development without that bonus. So the idea is you can only go up so high depending on which district or which place or which zoning or which, you know, there's various things that affect the height of the building, limits when you're developing something. And you can, anywhere in the city, if this passes, and it did on first reading, um, you can go up to 150 feet if you manage to show that you're doing various things like having superior architectural design involved in the process. And that was kind of the sticking point for a lot of the conversation here. But one of the things that Greg pointed out, and I appreciate him saying this, is you can already go up to 150 feet. (laughs) You just didn't know it. Without the proposed building height bonus, the current path to increase building height above a zoning district's limit is currently to request a variance. Those applications are heard by the Zoning Board of Adjustments or by Planning Board or ARB if in a special review district. Currently, if a developer wished to apply for variance to increase a building's maximum height to 150 feet, they could. However, variances are rarely granted for new construction since the need for a variance cannot be self-created and since special conditions must be demonstrated. So this would make it easier. You can already do it if you can show that you need the variance. But how would you show you need a variance? Because typically you do variances like to fit in with something. 
or to accomplish a goal. And unless the parameters for the goal accomplishment or and you're not going to fit in by building a taller building than is already there, that doesn't really make any sense. And so what this is designed to do is to create other alternatives to build up to that higher height, ones that benefit the community, ones that benefit the neighborhood, and ones that presumably would allow the builder to make more money overall by raising the size of the structure higher, but then allowing some of the mixed income stuff inside of the structure is at least one of the arguments, right? If you can build an extra five stories, let's say, then you have more rooms to rent that could be rented to people of lower income compared to lower. And if you can show that you're providing more housing, then that's a benefit to the city. Let's let them build taller. That's, I mean, just on that one issue, that's kind of the, the side. And then, you know, there's other things where you might build it better because you can build it bigger because you can create an economy of scale by building it bigger. You can generate more income and that would justify the extra elements that you might put on, say, the exterior or make it look prettier the way Brian Spencer wanted to do one project, apparently, and maybe not him project, but one project that they mentioned down in Bruce Beach area. So that's kind of the argument is let's let people trade benefiting the public somehow, and there's a variety of different ways you can benefit the public, by giving them extra height to work with, and which they can already do, but there's no pathway for doing that. This would not change density. You know, if it's uh, so many units, like for residential, so many units per acre, that wouldn't change any of that. Um and currently, you can already appeal. Like, if you uh, ask the um, uh, the review board to look at what you're doing and they say no, you can go to the city and say, city council, you oversee them. Tell me what you think. Likewise, if it approves a project, a member of the public can also say, no, let's go to the city council and ask them. If it's appealed, it would come to you. So okay. there, there's a case where a planning board would deny an application. And if the applicant appealed that, that, that decision would come to you. On the other side, if it were approved, any member of the public could appeal that decision to you as well. Okay. So it's already possible that it could come up. You know, you can get appeals. Like, because what they were concerned about is that something would get approved that would turn out to be a real catastrophe. Because some builder is so interested in building a big, tall building, and in the end, it's really a mistake. And the architectural review board or the planning board or whoever is going to look at this thing, uh, they say, oh, no, that's great. And then it happens. You're like, oh, what did you do? Well, the point is if people in the public are concerned, they can already appeal that decision to the city council. So it's already got a layer of protection in terms of the city council being the elected representatives. But there's more to this issue, and I'll talk about it in just a second. Before that, let's get Jake in here with Traffic on the Fives. Jake? Well, if you're headed down Massachusetts Avenue on the west side this morning, uh, eastbound toward North W Street, a couple streets back at Florel, we have a vehicle crash there with road blockage. Debris is in the road uh, being reported, and it is a vehicle crash with injuries, so crews should be on the scene. Otherwise, around town, we're looking good. I-10 and I-110 checking in at posted speeds. 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre, no accidents reported. Highway 90 coming out of Milton through Pace this morning is good on around the curve to Scenic and into Pensacola. And Highway 29 South through Cantonment, no issues reported. If you see anything out there this morning slowing you down, let me know. Call or text our traffic tip line, 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Jake. Uh, somebody texts in here at 437-1620. Is the way this bonus height stuff works that, like, you might get two extra stories for having affordable housing, and you might get four extra stories for having superior architectural design, and you might get an extra one story or footage because uh, it's more measured in footage than in stories, but they kind of talked about which way is a better way to do that. In any case, could you get some of that for having, like, a public amenity involved in the project? And I don't know the answer other than to say this. All I know is that in the end, you can't go over 150 feet. 
I think the way it's designed is you could trade off a certain showing of affordable housing for so much more height or a certain showing of superior architectural design for more height that and all of these things together just couldn't exceed 150 feet. But it's a good question. I don't know the exact answer to that, but that's a good question. The basic idea here, though, is, again, recognizing that when you have a growing city that's not really running out of space yet, but it seems to sort of be getting in that direction, okay, that um, the way to solve that problem is to build up, right? You build out and then you build up. And so wanting to facilitate developers who might be willing to create, for example, more housing by building higher and if, you know, creating a pathway for doing that. Now, the question that arose, and Brian Spencer raised this question, uh, you know, again, former city council member and uh, local architect, um, uh, personal friend, okay, um, and, uh, you know, raised this question, and also um, several of the members of the city council raised the same question. Jen Brayer, Charles Baer, um, Allison Patton all said, well, this superior architectural design seems squishy. That's a very difficult thing to really pin down, and... Maybe the architectural review board folks aren't themselves professional architects, and so the aren't all of them. And so deciding whether something is superior architectural design is not something that's really within their purview. And so that seems like a, a, a camel's nose under the tent kind of problem where you're allowing too many things you wouldn't want to allow. And Mayor Reeves' response is, man, that's a problem I hope we have. And while I appreciate the positive thinking that everybody's ready to burst our door down to build 150-foot buildings, what I would tell them right now is we got a lot of acres downtown that they could build 150 foot buildings on with no, with nothing that, that you just spoke of they can go do right now. Um, and so, and there's a lot of open property to do that. Um, so I hope that this is the problem that's kind of how it's being illustrated because that's a great sign for growth in our community. I would love to have five or 10 people wanting to build 15 story buildings <laughs> or 150, sorry, not 15 story, although it could be, I suppose, but 150 foot buildings. Um, now, he's not saying let's overbuild. He's saying let's make sure to maintain the character of the city, too. But still, that was kind of the issue. And and then Jared Moore, and I thought this is such a, I don't know, it's such a good summary of kind of like a well-worked-out philosophy of government. And I say that very deliberately as somebody who studied poli-sci and philosophy. And, you know, I always appreciate when somebody kind of reminds us of why government works the way it does in a way that solves a problem. Because what they were concerned about was uh, the, the kind of the critics um, who support building height. They just didn't, they were concerned about this one element of, um, you know, architectural spirit, architectural design, is they want to make sure to still have some control so the development doesn't get vertically out of control, so to speak. And they kind of wanted to write an ordinance that was more specific or more detailed about these are the checkboxes for better architectural design. And Jared says, you know, the reason we have boards that are made up of people is so boards made up of people can use their best judgment. You cannot write a comprehensive enough code of anything to accommodate all of your problems, to account for all of the situations. You write a code, and then you have people oversee that code to superintend that code to make the right decisions in the circumstance. And the more you emphasize the people, the more you give kind of uh, inconsistency, right, and too much power to, you know, personal favors or personal bias and prejudice. And the more you emphasize the code, the more you make things rigid and uncreative and inflexible and you can't accommodate particular situations. you got to have a balance of both. And he says, I think we have the balance here. As far as the, the sensitivity to the surrounding context, the very people who would be making this determination are the people who are guarding 
what is culturally sensitive currently. So uh, it doesn't give me pause as much, as nice as it would be if everything were just clearly black and white in this world. Uh, that's what those boards are there for. If everything could be codified, black and white, clearly approved and unapproved, we wouldn't need boards. We could just have a really concise, clear code and let that code go to work. God, I, again, I love it when a public official nails it on political philosophy. <laughs> this is such a great way of explaining it that you, you're going to write some code and then you're going to appoint some people and you're going to let those people superintend that code and make decisions and use judgment and that's what you want. You cannot write a code that's so perfect it doesn't need people and you're not going to trust the people to do whatever they want regardless of code guidance. You kind of don't have a balance. And the idea that you could simply write the code that wouldn't really need the people, I love that expression. Such a great expression. Now, Charles Bear, the reason he opposed it and uh, Jen Brer, presumably the reason she opposed it is what he specifically said was they're not giving the ARB enough specific guidance to do its job and you're putting them in a position of having to overstep their, you know, expertise, guidance, whatever you want to call it, and they're going to make mistakes. And he didn't believe in that. So that's why he voted against it. But he supports Building Heights. So they voted 5-2, and it's going to come back for second reading. We're going to have more of a conversation about this. I just thought it was fascinating that what can already be done in certain circumstances will now be able to be done under a little bit more liberal circumstances with the goal of building vertically. And there was a lot, a lot, a lot of conversation about this compared to the other things on the agenda, which I thought were a little bit more substantial. But you never know what people are going to fight about. Trees. Don't say trees in a crowded public meeting room. 624 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. Hey, Dave Ramsey here. For almost a decade, I've been telling you about my friends at Frontier Motors in Pensacola. The biggest reason is they help my listeners save thousands of dollars when purchasing a slightly used car over a brand new one. Consumer Reports says the average new car depreciates a whopping $9,200 in the first year alone. That's crazy. So if you're thinking new, don't. Go see Frontier Motors and see how much they can save you on a current year car with very low miles. And if your goal is to get out of debt, bring Frontier Motors your car and they can write you a check on the spot. Frontier Motors can also do consignments and they don't charge a fee or a commission. Frontier Motors have been helping the people in the Pensacola area for 21 years. They are the go-to dealer for free advice when it comes to buying or selling a car. Please go see my friends at Frontier Motors. And don't forget to tell them Dave Ramsey sent you. Hey, Escambia. Today, ECUA is talking trash. Specifically, bulk waste. July 1st, 2023, bulk service change to call for pickup. Schedule a pickup by calling the ECUA Customer Service Department anytime before 2 p.m. on the day prior to your normal pickup day. Bulk pickup is still included at no additional charge. Schedule a free bulk waste or special pickup or construction debris for an additional fee. Call customer service at 850-476-0480. More information at ecua.fl.gov. Know what to throw, 850 850- Hey, this is Cole with Commander Air. Is your home comfort still being subjected to outdated air conditioning technology? The revolutionary Daikin Fit System with its modern compact design will change the way you feel about your heating and cooling system. With its industry-leading 12-year parts and labor warranties, consistent temperatures, energy savings, and an extremely quiet operation that makes your outdoor living space just as perfect as your indoor. As your local Daikin Comfort Pro, Commander Air can take your home comfort to the next level with the industry-changing Daikin Fit System. Commander Air, your local heating and cooling specialist for three generations.
Did you know you can get your prescriptions for less at your local pharmacy? You can with GoodRx. It's the free app that can save you money on your medications. Just search for your prescription, choose the pharmacy and the price that works best for you, and then show your GoodRx coupon to your pharmacist at the drop-off counter. GoodRx works at over 70,000 pharmacies, including Walmart, Rite Aid, and Walgreens, and it works whether you have insurance or not. It's easy to save. Next time you drop off your prescription, check GoodRx. To start saving today, go to GoodRx.com. GoodRx is not insurance. This is Lindsay and Chill Out Cryo Spa wishing you a wonderful Christmas and Happy New Year. Well, in a few weeks, Cat Country celebrates their 20th anniversary. And on behalf of the Apple Yard Agency, who's been around over 60 years, we want to wish you the happy anniversary and the best holidays possible. We love our partnership with Cat Country. This is Heather Hurst with DR Horton wishing a wonderful Christmas and a Happy New Year. Start your mornings off informed with all things Pensacola on the Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. I know him. Cut, Jake. Yeah, you recognize the band? Panic at the Disco. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> not uh, not what you would call mm. standard Panic at the Disco fair exactly, but that's yeah. the beauty of when rock bands do uh, do Christmas music is they wow. do all kinds of stuff with it. Nice. Uh, let's get traffic on the fives. Go ahead, Jake. Uh, we're looking great around town. I'm not showing any accidents or major slowdowns to report. Um, We're all too I, cold to go out driving. I know, yeah, there's just nothing Plus going it's on. it's the week between Christmas and, Jan- and uh, New Year. Exactly. So I-10, I-110, checking in at posted speeds. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is looking good. Uh, looking out through town here, it looks like uh, Longleaf Drive, Mobile Highway, Pine Forest Road, North Blue Angel Parkway, Chase Street, Gregory Street, Garden Street, Palafox, all checking in clear. No slowdowns on Cervantes and Bayfront checks in without delays. This traffic report is brought to you by Knox Pest Control. Their family serving your family since 1929. For information on a free pest or termite quote, visit knoxpest.com. Knox knocks them out. If you see anything out there slowing you down this morning, call or text our traffic tip line, 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. You're listening to News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Look at you with all the formal stuff. I love uh, it. All right, I typed uh, up some new notes <laughs> david wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines david well first of all andrew welcome back i'm glad to, uh, glad to have you back a migrant caravan headed to the u.s has now entered southern mexico this comes as secretary of state antony blinken and homeland security chief alejandro mayorkas uh, is are going to be in mexico today meeting with mexican president lopez obrador the state department says they'll be discussing unprecedented migration and border security issues South Korean officials have confirmed actor Lee Sun Kyun of the film Parasite has been found dead. The 48-year-old had dozens of film credits in South Korea before he starred in Parasite. That won the 2020 Oscar for Best Motion Picture. And uh, the first reports coming out saying... Was that, the, was that the lead male? Is that who that was? I believe so, okay. yeah. All right. 
Uh, the first reports coming out saying Americans did indeed spend more during the holidays this year than they did last year, despite fears that people may cut back because of inflation. I think the new survey is correct. I feel like I tripled my budget, but only had about the same level of uh, Christmas celebrations. So. Well, it's because of the inflation. You had to buy so much stuff, and the stuff cost more. Therefore, you had to spend more to get it. Ah-ha! Not exactly that, but sure. Biodynamics. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. All right, David. By the way, good to be back. Good to have you back as well. Dave will have your local news coming up next after Fox. Stick around. I'm Paul Stevens. High-level Biden White House officials meeting in Mexico today with the Mexican government about the southern border. Many Republicans say step one should be easy. The first thing he's got to do is says, hey, uh, we're going to shut down this border. Anybody that comes in the United States is going to send them back to your country. So good luck with 700,000 immigrants, you know, per month coming into your country. Florida GOP Congressman Carlos Jimenez on Fox. Lawmakers, meantime, on both sides reacting to their colleagues' criticism of Israel's military operations in Gaza. The Gazan people want to be free, but make no mistake, this ideology of Gazan civilians crossing over to commit these atrocities also has to be known to the American people. It wasn't just Hamas who participated in these attacks. It was thousands of Palestinian civilians Ohio GOP Congressman Max Miller. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 631 at News Radio 92.3. Bit chilly this morning, 47 degrees right now. Mostly cloudy skies in Pensacola. A little bit of confusion this week at the waterfront shelter led to one man saying he wasn't able to get a Christmas meal. This all happened when Wayne Bell and his dog Dexie tried to get in on Monday. Bell tells Channel 3 what happened. I walked up there with Dexie in, on the leash and um, went up there and uh, I was immediately confronted before I walked in the door. And I was like, oh, he's a, he's a, he's a service dog. And I immediately showed her my tag. And Bell says that the dog helps with his diabetes. However, the issue comes that Dexie isn't certified or officially trained as as a service dog. Waterfront says for security reasons, they can't allow pets in unless it's because of an emergency due to cold weather. It's 30 degrees outside and they say, hey, I, I need to get inside. We're worried about that person. If they say, hey, I, I have a dog, too, it's, 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 it's a pet. What we will do is we'll then try and find a place inside for that animal. That's Mark Isbell with Waterfront. He tells Channel 3 that the temps are forecast to drop down this week. When that happens, uh, folks can bring their pets if they need to, but he does encourage them to bring a kennel or a pet carrier to keep them in. Well, state authorities have charged a man with a prior felony conviction for hunting with a rifle. 61-year-old David Clemens has been arrested after an Escambia County deputy allegedly saw him take a rifle out of a vehicle into the woods along Highway 4 near the C.W. Caraway Road. FWC officers later caught up with Clemens. They said he had an active domestic violence injunction. Clemens also faces possible drug charges for possession of marijuana. He remains in the Escambia County Jail with no bond. An animal rescue group in Okaloosa County says they're working to figure out just where a malnourished and injured dog came from. That dog was found wandering around Crestview. It had its fur and skin burned and open wounds from an infection. The dog was also malnourished. It's being called Gouda and it's now recovering in a local rescue. Well, there's a new chapter in the legal battle between Disney and Governor Ron DeSantis. Disney suing the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District. Of course, that's the board created by Governor DeSantis and state lawmakers to replace the Reedy Creek Improvement District. Disney says the CFTOD broke state law by withholding documents the company had been asking for since May. 
that Disney now says they want to see communication records between board members. So far, no hearing date has been announced. And a new poll being released that could be concerning for Governor Ron DeSantis's presidential campaign. The Rasmussen poll released yesterday showing DeSantis is now tied for third in the Republican presidential primary. Donald Trump leads at 51%. Nikki Haley is second at 13%. And DeSantis and Chris Christie are now tied for third. There's still a reported 16% of voters undecided. It is 634 at News Radio 92.3. Let's go ahead and get a look at our traffic on the fives with Jake. Well, checking out the maps here. We do have that accident from earlier at Massachusetts Avenue. If you're headed eastbound towards North W Street, I don't see any uh, major slowdowns from this. There's debris in the road being reported, and uh, that was a vehicle crash with injuries. So uh, crews might be on the scene there. So if you're headed eastbound on Massachusetts toward North W Street, you might want to take a a work around there. Uh, Otherwise, on the map, we're looking great. Highway 98 not showing any delays through Tiger Point, Navarre, or Winhaven. Highway 90 coming out of Milton through Pace this morning is looking good. Highway 29 south through cantonment is clear as well and uh looking otherwise on the map we've got chase street garden street um uh, navy new warrington all accident free on the west side as well cervantes is clear and uh, scenic highway summit boulevard not showing any accidents if you see anything out there this morning let me know call or text our traffic tip line 437-1620 this is news radio 92.3 informative local dependable We are going to be seeing another cloudy day today with temperatures warming up near 62 degrees in the afternoon. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 42 degrees. For Thursday, mostly sunny skies, high near 53. Thursday night, temperatures dropping near 37. Cooler weather continues into Friday with sunny skies, high near 54, and lows Friday night near 38. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Warning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Warning Weather Center. Right now, 47 in Pensacola, 47 in Gulf Breeze, and it's 45 in Milton. Our next news at 7 and breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. I'm Nicole Murray with Your Money Now. Sales for PC computers are expected to rebound in 2024. Newer models utilizing AI technologies will hit the market, which experts say could boost the PC market by 8% in 2024. Microsoft will also be ending support for its Windows 10 operating system on October 14th of 2025, which could prompt many users to need a replacement PC without a choice. Tesla is preparing to launch an updated version of its popular Model Y SUV at its plant in Shanghai. The revamped Model Y will feature significant interior and exterior changes, but the electric car maker did not reveal reveal details on what those are. Mass production is expected to kick off as soon as mid-2024. And on Wall Street, futures are little change. The Dow Industrials were up 159, the Nasdaq up 81, and the S&P closed up 20. That's your money now. Give the star in your life the brightest gift in the world. Name a star after them. This is Rocky Mosell with International Star Registry. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit starregistry.com, you can name a star for birthdays, weddings, or even memorials. Over 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities and individuals from around the world. The star you name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit starregistry.com or call 800-282-3333. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. 
My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Delicious seafood is what you'll find at David's Catfish House. David's Catfish is serving only the best Mississippi catfish and fresh Gulf seafood, as well as generous portions of delicious southern sides. Every Wednesday is Wacky Wednesday, featuring $5.99 lunch basket specials until 3 p.m. And get ready for Shrimp-tastic Thursday. They're serving fresh seafood daily at David's Catfish House. Visit them on Dogwood Drive in Milton or on New Warrington Road in Pensacola. Welcome to David's, where southern and seafood meet. Here are the News Radio 92.3 AM 1620 contest rules. You can win one prize per household per contest in any 30-day period, unless specified by individual contest rules. All prizes on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620 are non-transferable, non-redeemable for cash, or exchangeable for any other prize. News Radio 92.3 AM 1620 prizes must be redeemed within a 30-day period of winning. For a complete list of rules, visit NewsRadio92.3.com. News Radio Pensacola has you covered no matter where you are or how you like to listen. Tune into our frequencies on 92.3 FM, 95.3 FM, and AM 1620 for the latest breaking news, local updates, and in-depth analysis. Can't be near a radio? No problem. Stream us live on our website or through our convenient app. Available for download on your mobile device. Plus, with our smart device integration, you can ask your virtual assistant to play News Radio 92.3 and we'll be right there with you. It's News Radio Pensacola. Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. I'm back. Good to have you uh, with us, and I appreciate Ann Hagens and Craig Heinzman and uh, John Hodgson uh, filling in. And um, some guy who sounded like me but wasn't live yesterday. <laughs> A little best of that Jake put together. Well done, Jake. I appreciate that. Thank you. Letting me have that um, cruise and uh, enjoyment and family time and whatnot. And so here we are back again for a, um, you know, extended tour. Let's just put it that way. I'm here all week. 437-1620. My God, lots of stuff has happened in the week I was gone. Um, Florida Supreme Court was asked to take up a challenge to the ban on felons owning firearms. Right? Because... You know, if you're a felon, you're not allowed to have a gun. And, you know, one of the fairly common charges against people when they get arrested in Florida is they previously had a felony and now they have a gun and that's an extra charge. Like, you know, they were robbing and they were speeding and they were doing drugs and they had a gun and they're a former felon. So that's an extra charge, right? Okay. You're not allowed to have a gun if you're a felon. Well, somebody had said, well, that's, that's, have you not seen what the uh, Supreme Court said? You know, these rules about felons owning guns are unconstitutional violations of my Second Amendment right because restrictions on gun ownership, you know, shall not be infringed. So um, a brief filed on behalf of a guy, uh, last name of Edenfeld, or Edenfield, I'm pardon me, I don't know which it is, um, 
jury convicted him of two counts of aggravated battery with a deadly weapon and one count of possession of firearm by a convicted felon in 2020. Edenfeld, now 67, so he's a spry young thing, had previous convictions on theft and burglary charges. And uh, he's an inmate at Blackwater Correctional, so he's right here. And um, he appealed the slice of the conviction that had to do with possession of a firearm by a convicted felon, saying, hey, you know, the Supreme Court ruled that uh, these rules, uh, you know, you got to be pretty careful about these rules because prohibiting people from owning guns is a problem. And there actually is a case being held, you know, uh, it's been heard at the Supreme Court. It has not yet been ruled on having to do with red flag laws. Same concept, right? The same concept that restrictions on uh, the ownership of firearms are suddenly um, all in doubt because of particularly the Bruin decision with the Supreme Court, but also Heller prior to that. So they filed with Florida State Supreme Court and said, hey, you can't make it a crime for my guy, a felon, former felon, you know, to own a firearm because that's a violation of the Second Amendment right. And the Florida Supreme Court said, pass. <laughs> they said, we're not, we're not dealing with that, you dummy. Um, because, and the reasoning behind it is because the prohibition on dangerous people owning guns, particularly identified as convicted felons, is a long-standing tradition in American jurisprudence. And to say that the ban on owning a gun if you're a felon is a violation of the felon's constitutional rights does not allow for, A, the society's interest in public safety, but more importantly, B, the long-standing simultaneous tradition of having such bans that with a robust belief in the Second Amendment, we have always also believed that therefore not everybody should be allowed to own a gun. For example, children would be another case of this. Um, but it's interesting because, you know, and I haven't gotten into it yet. Maybe tomorrow. We'll see. Um, I have all of the uh, Supreme Court cuts on the red flag law case. It's very interesting stuff. You know, all the things that they got into. But the, the short version is this is a non-case. And the reason that the Florida State Supreme Court didn't take it up is because you get a thousand requests to hear your case. I, I don't know the number, but let's say it's a thousand. That's probably not an unreasonable guess. Uh, and you only have time to hear like 40 cases in a year because of all the work that goes into hearing that. Maybe you hear 100. I don't know what the, what the Florida State Supreme Court does, but, you know, we're kind of probably in the right vicinity. Um, that's that's kind of how it is for the United States Supreme Court, too. And so they have to decide which cases are ripe, which cases are interesting, which cases are genuinely unsure, or at least close enough to unsure that we need to issue a ruling. Uh, like, for example, they've heard the case about abortion. You know, one of the things in Florida that's a weird byproduct of the Supreme Court ruling um, in the um, uh, the Dobbs decision is that Florida is now a um, an abortion vacation destination. I don't say that dismissively. I say people come here, they tourism come here to get abortions because they can't get them in Georgia and Alabama and Mississippi. Uh, so the number of abortions in Florida has actually gone up. <laughs> you say, well, I thought we banned it down to 15 weeks, and I thought we banned it after that down to six weeks. Yeah, but both of those are on hold pending the outcome of the Florida State Supreme Court's decision of whether the privacy protection amendment also enshrined in the Florida State Supreme Court prohibits restrictions on abortion access, even though the federal government under the Supreme Court has ruled in the Dobbs decision that Roe v. Wade was wrongly decided. I agree it was wrongly decided. Still, Florida has the privacy amendment, which the 
advocates of abortion choice say protects women in their ability to choose abortion. And, you know, the law for 15 weeks and the law for six weeks violate that protection of privacy. Therefore, the Supreme Court has to decide in Florida, not the U.S. Supreme Court, the state Supreme Court. So that's pending. We'll see. But in the meantime, people are coming here for that. So, you know, Second Amendment, that's not a challenge. Not really. Uh, Abortion is also there. In California, meanwhile, just to kind of keep track of what everybody's trying to do, uh, California, in response to the Bruin decision, has created a whole new law prohibiting handguns and concealed guns in all kinds of places. Public parks, playgrounds, churches, banks, zoos. Uh, There's a whole list of them. Kind of like what New York tried to do also in after or in, you know, they they struck, they— the Bruin decision had to do with a law that they took off the books, so they thought that it was going to be moot, but it wasn't. Anyway, um, so in California, they banned it. Basically, if you walk down the street with a gun, you're going to be in violation of something. And the district judge there said, yeah, no, that's illegal. Meanwhile, you know, Gavin Newsom, governor, and other people are saying, we're just trying to be reasonable here. No, you're trying to prohibit people from owning or carrying guns because you don't believe in the Second Amendment. Newsom says, defying common sense, this ruling outrageously calls California's data-backed gun safety efforts repugnant. What is repugnant is this ruling which greenlights the proliferation of guns in our hospitals, libraries, and children's playground spaces, which should be safe for all. Uh, well, you know, again, there's this balancing question of does bringing gun, uh, gun to a place make it safer or less safe? Well, if you're a good person, it, brings, it makes it more safe. If you're a bad person, it makes it less safe. But how do you prevent the bad people from bringing the gun to the safe place if there's nobody there to stop them because nobody has a gun, right? That's the basic argument. So California liberals like Gavin Newsom want to make you not be able to take a gun anywhere because they think guns are unsafe. The Second Amendment says, yeah, funny thing about that. <laughs> and the Supreme Court has rightly interpreted, yeah, funny thing about that. 647 on News Radio 92.3. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Well, we're looking great out there still this morning. No major accidents or slowdowns to speak of. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. Uh, looks like Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is flowing smoothly. Highway 29 coming south out of Cantonment. You're looking good all the way into town. And uh, if you're coming out of uh, Milton this morning on Highway 90 through Pace, you're looking good all the way to Scenic and on into town. If you see anything else out there slowing down, let us know. Call or text our traffic tip line, 437-1620. This traffic report is brought to you by Discover. Discover wants everyone to feel special with live 24-7 customer service. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card limitations apply i'm jake walker with traffic on the fives you're listening to news radio 92.3 informative local and dependable so we're getting close to the first of the year and around this time people start to think about you know how do i want to change my life and how do i want to improve things and make a resolution do something different in the new year okay i'm fine you know people do it all the time one of the things you might have been thinking about is financial you might have been thinking about maybe it's time to stop renting and start buying maybe it's time to have an additional source of income, like a rental house. Um, Maybe it's time to downsize. I don't know. Maybe it's time to upsize. I don't, you know, you have different things that you're interested in. And all of those have to do with a real estate agent. That's why you call Christina Leavenworth and her team at Leaven Rinky Realty. And here's my recommendation. I'm particularly interested in people who you're kind of thinking about it, like you're not sure. And you've kind of been putting it off because, well, you know, it's a difficult thing to go through that whole process. And maybe you feel like the the information gap between what you wish you knew and what you don't know and is part of your problem. That's why you call her. Listen, she doesn't expect that because you call her, you're going to sell your house. What she expects is you guys are going to sit down and you're going to chat. And you're going to ask her questions. And she's going to give you answers. And she's going to help you figure out what makes sense for you and give you enough information to make a good decision in that direction. That's all. 
And that is it. Listen, I know sometimes people in a marriage disagree about these things, right? That's why you call Christine. You say, let's just get together with her and learn. And then we can make a better decision. That's all. So simple. Find information, work towards that resolution by making a good decision to call 723-9158 for Christina Leavenworth and her team at Levin Rinky Realty. The Pensacola housing real estate market has been crazy for the past few years. How do you know when to buy or sell? You'll need an expert to help you. Tune into the Pensacola Expert Panel tomorrow at 9 a.m. right after Pensacola Morning News to hear real estate expert Christina Leavenworth with Levin Rinky Realty discuss current real estate conditions. That's tomorrow at 9 a.m. on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 a.m. 1620. I've been collecting watches since around 2018. Uh, made my first big purchase thinking that was going to be my only watch. When you're looking at watches and you're doing them online or if you're in the secondary market, it can be scary because there's a lot of fakes and I really do focus in on coming in to uh, an authorized dealer like Bray's for any of the Omega or Breitling purchases. They will let you try it on, take pictures, go home, think about it and just really set your mind at ease. Come visit us at Bray Jewelers. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Sarah is 64 and loves to garden. Recently, her health insurance ran out, leaving her worried about more than just weeds. She called the Elder Helpline and spoke with a volunteer shine counselor about her options. There, she received free, unbiased counseling on health insurance for those on Medicare. For more information or to volunteer, call 1-800-963-5337 or go to floridashine.org. Hey, this is Dr. Ben McMillan. I do a show on the Pensacola Expert Panel. We talk about your health problems. Let me educate you about the Activator Method of Adjusting, which offers a safe and effective alternative to traditional manual adjustments. So whether you've been hurt in a car accident or been suffering from back or neck pain, chiropractic care could be your solution and not just a temporary fix. Join me this Friday on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Pensacola right now with Joe and Austin. 4 to 7 on News Radio Pensacola. Informative, local, dependable. Gas three twelve. Florida is three eleven. Uh, not the band, but the price. Uh, Two sixty six in Mississippi. Uh, California is four sixty three. Wait, what's this Mississippi? Okay, they're messing with me. In Mississippi, the price is two dot six six six. I thought they were messing with me. No, that is uh, California is four sixty three in Navarre. Two seventy seven east of the Walmart. Uh, 269 west at a couple of stations, including the Walmart. Um, interesting. Uh, 276 at the, uh, what is that, the Liberty and Tiger Point? Is that, do I have that right? I think that is the Circle K, excuse me. Um, if you're in uh, Gulf Breeze, it's 289 because everything's more in Gulf Breeze. Uh, 289 at the Sefco in Milton, 279 at the Raceway, uh, sorry, the uh, the Murphy across from the Walmart in uh, Pace. 
Uh, good Lord. In Pea Ridge, uh, 285 at a couple of stations going through pace. If you're over on the Pensacola on 9 Mile, the Walmart has 277. The, Wal- the Murphy in front of the Walmart on US 29 has 279. And coming in from the southwest side where everything is more expensive. Oh, except for... The gas and go on Navy has 265, so that is a little bit cheaper. 653 News Radio 923. Good to be back. I'm Andrew McKay. It's a happy new year, Merry Christmas, all that stuff. Bowl game season, although not yet. You know, I mean there have been some, but not any that anybody cares about. Those are coming real soon. Uh David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David. Israel's military chief says the war against Hamas will last likely for many more months. He made that statement to reporters yesterday. Is- Israeli troops moved into central Gaza on Christmas told civilians to leave the area. Forecasters say treacherous travel conditions across the Midwest should start easing up later today. Apparently there's been a lot of snow that's been falling around the Midwest, but that's expected to wrap up by the end of the day. Freezing rain also, uh, and uh, all that expected to stop here today. And then research shows more people apparently die of heart attacks during the holidays than any other time of the year. And now there's some reasons why. Doctors say it's due to uh, a number of factors, but apparently that includes cold weather restricting blood flow. Interesting. Well, so that's interesting because what was the cause of death? Was it heart attack? Heart attack, yes. So cold weather restricting. I always thought there there was a combination of things. It was extra stress during the holidays for people who have experienced loss, trauma, first Christmas without whoever. I mean, it's very common. We forget about these people, but it's very common. Uh, But also in the north, shoveling snow. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're from Iowa. You know, I'm from, you know, Michigan and Illinois. That Shoveling snow kills a lot of people because they, they don't yep. exercise much of the time. You get out there, that first big snow comes, and, you know, I'll just bull my way through it, and then there you are, and just not alive 20 anymore. below zero, you're still drenched in sweat when That's you go right. inside. Inside, inside your, uh, you know, your your winter coats and the hat and everything else and not, not realizing that your body wasn't made to do this just all of a sudden. <laughs> That's hard work. So interesting because of restricted blood flow. I wouldn't have thought of that one. All right, David, thanks so much for the update. 655 News Radio 923. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Jake. Well, we're still looking great out there this morning. No major slowdowns or accidents to report. Looks like Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre East and Westbound, you're looking good. Uh, Highway 90 coming out of Milton and Pace this morning. You're good through the curve on Scenic on into town. No slowdowns on Cervantes and Bayfront Parkway checks in without delays. Also, Avalon Boulevard is clear through Garson Point Bridge. If you see anything out there this morning slowing you down, let us know. 437-1620 is our traffic tip line. You're listening to News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Jake. A um, lot of interesting stuff happening over the, uh, the while I was gone anyway. I assume you guys talked a bunch about David Stafford. In fact, I think, didn't somebody have David Stafford on to talk uh, about him no longer being the election supervisor in Escambia County? Yes, that, that was John. Oh, it was John okay. Hutchinson on Friday. Okay. Uh, man, uh, <laughs> the thing you took for granted that you didn't know wasn't going to be true anymore. Right. <laughs> figured that was a position for life for him, and all of a sudden... You know, great, he's going to go fix federal elections. No, it's, I mean, it, I'm really, it's one of these things I always worry about is that we have some people here locally who are so good at their jobs, I worry other people are going to find out and then they'll go away. Um, I, I tell you, the one that always concerns me about this is um, Eric Gilmore. You know, Eric Gilmore is our uh, uh, director of public safety for Escambia County. Shh. <laughs> but he goes and he runs these like, hurricane uh you know recovery uh, not exercises but actual hurricane recovery stuff around the state and i'm like brother don't go you don't need to go because then you know the governor's like oh this guy's pretty good let's tap him for no (laughs) anyway uh so i think that's what's happened here is david stafford has done so well that all of a sudden you know the feds are like 
hey, guess what? So now we got to figure out who's going to be the next uh, supervisor of elections. Very interesting. I don't have a lot of informed opinion about that, but I have heard some very interesting names uh, in that conversation. So that, you know, the, it's a position that you just you never had to think much about it because, you know, nobody else needs to run. Nobody, And if they do, I mean, who's going to win? 437 1620 here on News Radio 92.3. Um, do you see this? New York tried to file a bill that would require all restaurants working in public, like at the airport, at the bus terminal. They have to be open seven days a week. And some of them have Chick-fil-A's. That are not open on Sundays, of course, because they're never open on Sunday because they take the Sabbath seriously. That's his view. Uh, so this would be, to me, a very easy win in court because it's not a public accommodation for a reasonable request to honor somebody's religious views. But their argument is, why would we give away the valuable real estate in our public amenity to somebody who's only going to serve the public six out of the seven days of the week? Well, if it were true that you had a rampage <laughs> of restaurants that were closed on the Sabbath, which, you know, which Sabbath, right? If you're a Christian, if you're Seventh-day Adventist, if you're Jewish, whatever, if you're Muslim, they're all different. Um, you know, but we don't have that problem. So it's likely to look like religious oppression, which is why the New York, if the bill actually even passed, it would get struck down pretty quickly, I would think. All right, a quick future news here. Um, oh, I have a funny story about, remind me later, I have a funny story about this music that you'll make fun of me for. Um, <laughs> will the second reading pass for the building height uh, up to 150 feet in Pensacola? Uh, yes. Yeah, I think it's easy. Uh, will the second reading pass on the red light ordinance? Mm, yes. Will there be any opposition? Yes. Uh, I say yes and no, no opposition, just like the first no. time. Panhandling, will that one pass second reading? Yes. Yes, it will. Will there be opposition? Mm, I'm just I going on track know. record. Track record yeah. is no, so let's say no. Yeah, no. And is F F uh, FSU going to leave the ACC? Yes, yes. News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.